0: He he, he gave me what I asked for, and we ended up executing all the way down the field. You guys didn't have the first half that you liked. Went into the locker room at halftime. I want to bring you in to the show you've been missing. We talk, you listen, pout by the amazing Roadcaster Pro. If you don't have a Roadcaster Pro, make sure you go and get that product today. Change the way that you create the audio content that you intend the world to, that you intend for the world to hear. Go ahead and get the road caster pro today. A little fallout boy coming in and then uh, you heard the voice of that Joe Burrow. The uh, quarterback of the uh, victorious Cincinnati Bengals. Won a Thursday night appearance tonight. Kicking off week four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bengals were at home. Bengals won this game by the score of... Should have had that ready and handy. My apologies. 24-21. to 21. Bengals won this game. Now watch this game. Watch this game from start to finish. I take on this game uh whew, man it's a good game two bad teams now the bank all right so the rule the rule goes this usually you use this term or analogy when the team is not doing so well you are what your record is you know whatever your record is that's what you are that's who you are uh hard for me to sit here right now and say the Bengals are a bad football team. They're 3-1. The Bengals are 3-1. Coming off beating their division rival. Who usually pumbles them. Throughout history. And then going on a short week. And taking care of business. Against a team. That had them beat. Uh, just had them beat outright. Uh, early on in this game. But we'll get into that. In a little bit. But uh. From the overall outside picture, you had the Bengals coming in 2-1. and one. Jaguars uh, coming in 0-3. And uh, early on, this was all Jags. I mean, Jags could just run the football. Jags came out and they just ran the football all over the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Bengals did have a good first drive. Got them in field goal range. They missed a uh, makeable kick their kicker, who is a rookie kicker, uh, his name's escaping me, but they did miss a makeable kick in the first quarter, and they never got it back until uh, the whistles blew for the half. I mean, Jack just could do no wrong, honestly, on offense, especially running the ball, and that came, too, through the RPO. Uh, some of the game breakdown that I had from it uh, through my game notes. Then Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence and his legs, They're special. Those legs are special. They're they're not not the typical average white quarterback's legs. He's he's fluent with RPO. I mean, and he's a threat too. It's not. He could honestly do it more. But at this level, I can tell he's been coached to to tone it down to where he can take that big shot uh, and and guys will be gunning for him for that big shot. Uh, But to be realistic, his legs are he, – he can move. I mean, that kid can scoop. Uh, so, I noticed that in the first half. They were, especially in the second quarter, uh, mid to late second quarter, they, they relied heavy on that RPO to get them downfield, picked up a big uh, third down conversion on the RPO, and then I want to say uh, picked up a big chunk play on RPO uh, where they're just running uh, – where Lawrence is just deciding to keep it. And, and uses wheels of the touchdown that's what it was Lawrence picks up the touchdown deciding to keep it on the option um so they, they I mean they ran that Rpo to, to, to just to just not perfection but but damn near perfection in that first half and then they just went away from it uh they just went away from it and, and honestly I'm gonna get into what makes the game the game and then second segment we're going to talk quarterbacks uh in general. Uh, both, I, I did just break down uh, Lawrence at a glance, but then I got some more in-depth and in, uh, detailed notes about Lawrence. So let me do Burrow the same justice. Uh, from a glance, Burrow early on was not in a rhythm. Second half, he just found his groove. Uh, he just found his groove. He he came out and, and, and legitimately put up whole game numbers in just a half of football. That team found their groove, and, and then to the uh, to the point of what he was saying – in the uh post game press uh that we that we played on his intro. He, he's he's being totally honest. When they started operating out of empty, now they were doing empty early in the uh in the first half. They were they were coming out of empty on a few sets, but they weren't necessarily uh clicking or striking for Zach Wilson. I mean for Zach I'm so sorry, for Zach uh Zach Taylor to listen to uh his quarterback and especially his young quarterback and, and get them into what's comfortable, uh, even though he'd seen it not necessarily work. That shows uh, the relationship those two have. But at a glance, it's both the quarterback games, but next segment we'll, we'll dive deep into uh, just exactly how both quarterbacks played and how they played a part in the win and loss of this game. But through game flow, uh, exiting the first quarter, the Jags are firmly uh, – it's even. I'll say that it's even in the first quarter where the Bengals do have a good drive, but they miss out on points. And then the Jags have a good drive, but they capitalize and and, uh, create points. Then you get into that second quarter. That was big. Huge. Momentum. Everything. It was huge. Huge. The second quarter dictated uh, the game, to be honest. Uh, To be honest. Jags are going to have to find a way to, and I don't know if it's conditioning. Well, well, let me me not do this. All right. I I was going to do Urban a favor. I was not going to kill Urban, but. I can't not, I can't look at this game and not realize that it was Urban Meyer's inability to coach this football team to a win. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars gave their best effort. And I think Urban Meyer let them down. I think he made one bad call, and he's so disconnected and doesn't understand what it's like to lead grown men who make more money than him. I don't think he understands what that's all about and the kind of personality that that takes. That's not a shot. Urban Meyer knows more football than I'll ever know, than I'll ever know, than I'll ever be able to understand or comprehend. There's no question in that. But what I can sit here and do as a, as a journalist who tries to take themselves seriously, I can criticize Urban Meyer and let you know he's looking like a fish out of water in this in this circumstance. He's not an alligator. Pete Carroll was an alligator. Jimmy Johnson was an alligator. Those are crocodiles. Those are reptiles that can live on both land and water. Chip Kelly, he wasn't that. He was a fish. Could have been a shark in college ranks. Do you know what he was in the NFL? Goddamn flounder. He was a fucking goldfish. He wasn't anything. He wasn't anything worth a note. Chip Kelly's best fucking NFL moment is 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 running that that uh, FedEx Field massacre Intent. That's all he's got. he got nothing else. He came here and beat the Redskins. That's it. That's his career. That's it. I wish he had more, but he doesn't. He came in here and he beat the hell out the Redskins. He came in the NFL and he beat... The- <sighs> anyway. Anyway. <sighs> Urban Meyer was out coached tonight by a... Uh, I coach that's under the age of thirty five years old and i don't know if age matters about coaching i always thought it did i always thought age played a part and the nFL is trending towards these young progressive uh analytical newer generation coaches your McVeighs, your your shanahans your uh but in reality too like who's who's to ever say that I mean, young coaches aren't a new thing. I mean, the age is getting younger and younger slightly. I don't think you're ever going to see a 22-year-old head coach. So, uh, I don't buy the whole that the league is trending in this this younger coach-centric uh, direction. Now, granted, younger coaches are having success. That's fine. But that's good for the league. That's good for the league you watch every Sunday. That's so, I mean that part I, I have zero problem with that. So Um I'd say, honestly. Look, let's do this. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna kill Urban Meyer. I'm gonna break again and then just break down the quarterbacks in the play of tonight's Thursday night game. But uh overall, man, uh oh geez. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. But we talk you less. I got trouble thoughts and self This is Urban Meyer. What a catch. What a catch. Urban Meyer, y'all riding home on that bus tonight <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this <laughs> this is the state that made him Riding out of ohio tonight everybody back to florida with his head down you may have tim Tebow. he might have Tim Tebow texting him a good game coach (laughs) we come back we're gonna harp on Meyer not gonna lie this show is gonna give urban Meyer no slack we'll be back You've been missing We talk, you listen, pout By the amazing Roadcaster Pro (sighs) Alright Let's dive in it, let's do it Uh, First segment, good intro But now we're going to get real serious And we're going to dive into the breakdown Of the game that we saw tonight Thursday night game Breaking down what we had uh, Called it on the uh, recap Uh, One thing I learned In this industry, you can't I'm not saying it in that way. Basically, that's that's the best way I can put it. I'm not saying it in the way that I'm right. Doesn't matter if I was right or wrong, I would have gone ahead and announced that. I would have went ahead and told you, like, hey, I'd made the preview. I got it right or wrong. It's not me saying like, hey, I hit it. No, you can't do that in this industry because you're gonna be wrong some weeks, and you're gonna be right. The thing is you can't pick when you're right, and then you can't pick when you're wrong uh when you decide to talk about either or. So let me go ahead and clear that up. Just in case people feel like, oh man, this guy's harping on a good thing. No, nah, no, nah, nah, not it, not at all. Not at all. Cause trust me, this was a sweat. And I thought I had it totally wrong uh, after the after the first half. Thought I totally missed it. But <sighs> Jaguars came out. They were dominant early. Ran the football. Ran the ball. They gave every they gave the Bengals everything they wanted. Bengals looked tired. Bengals look like they just came off that big win against their big brother who was the Steelers uh just four days prior the Bengals did not look prepared at all in the start uh, especially after the first drive they had had a missed field goal they just were totally thrown out of whack good play scheme and good uh script for the first 12 after that they just looked totally debunked they look like they caught an uppercut and they were just trying to get to the end of the bell that's actually kind of the best analogy to give to the way that the game went they really just held on till they got to the bell regrouped and then they came out as a whole nother fighter not gonna gloss over this though I hate to do it to this man but I have to be honest and I have to be 100% real and genuine Urban Meyer lost this game for the Jacksonville Jaguars And I hate to put all the pressure on one man. And I hate to put all the pressure on a human being that made one decision. One decision a lot of times does not decide a football game. I'll tell you this, y'all. I've been watching enough football, and I've seen enough football, and I've seen enough – to realize that Urban Meyer making the decision, the Jacksonville Jaguars, here's the decision, and I'll break down the scenario to you guys. The Jacksonville Jaguars were up by 14 to nothing against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jacksonville Jaguars were at their own one-yard line. Now, a lot of you aggressive Madden players may say, well, you know what? I think I know where he's going with it. Yeah, I'm headed straight there. They're at a fourth and goal at their own one. I'm sorry, at the other team's one-yard line, at the Bengals' one, and they are trying to push it in. And I'm not going to lie to you, not going to lie to you. Not going for it wasn't like the ultimate first decision in my mind. It wasn't just like, okay, kick the field goal, boom. But to be honest, fuck all you analytical people, fuck all the, the, the Madden players, fuck all the new age shit that it's like, hey, you, you know, you, you go for it on fourth and goal, and especially at the one, maybe not me in that situation, not when I'm not the best football team, not when I just gave up a lead in the game prior, when I played three good quarters of football and gave up a fourth quarter backdoor win to a team prior, no way am I going on the, on the uh, grounds of, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go for it on fourth and one. I'm not, I'm taking the three score lead. And this is not hindsight. This is me literally sitting there on my couch saying, this is a bad decision. This was a bad decision. Even in the moment, me watching it in the moment, I'm taking the 17 to nothing. I know my football team. I know what I got going. I know we're dominating. Then we can really start implicating this running game, implementing, I'm so sorry, this running game that's already been dominant while we have the kind of score that's really not pressing to either side. We don't need to press pass or run if we're the Jaguars to, to where they were at, at 14 nothing. But at 17 nothing, we can start leaning 60 to 70, uh, 30 run centric football. Now, that part's hindsight. That part's me thinking about it. That part's me diving deep in it. But I swear to God, in that moment, in that moment, I said, kick the goddamn field goal. Take the three-point lead. I mean, take the three-score lead. You don't bury him with the four. You got an offense that's better than yours on the other side, to be honest, top to bottom. You got a pro bowler in Jamar Chase looking like. You got Joe Burrow on the other side. You, you, take, you take the points. Don't get cute. And he got cute. And he thought it was college. And he thought it was something that it was just going to be easy. And they were going to push it. And then they didn't. And that's where he lost his football team at the half. It was hard for him to stand in front of his football team. And let them know they were in the best hands. That's a scary thing. You got 50 something plus men. Including staff. You probably got 80 people. You probably got 80 people. In that locker room, listening to what you got to say and listening to how you made the poor decision to decide to go for it on fourth, on fourth and goal when you could have went up three scores. See, that's the difference. It's not like you're up three and then you're trying to kind of push it maybe to a two-score game. It's not the difference of maybe you're up seven and maybe you're trying to push it to the 14-point lead. You're up 14 points To nothing. To nothing. And for him to make that decision, it was a bad coaching move. Now, granted, it was ballsy, but you got to know your team too. Your team can't handle that, man. Kick that, kick that guy. Push this game. I mean, you had you had your foot on their throat, and that's it. And 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 and, and to the point, they let him off the hook. That's exactly what they did. They let him off the hook when they did that. When that defense stood up and when that defense stopped him on that goal line play, the game shifted. I literally wrote in my book, the game's going to be over. Game's going to be over. That was the biggest moment of the game. Urban created the biggest moment in that football game. And Urban Meyer totally botched that football game. Urban Meyer can't coach in this league. He's a great football coach. He's a Hall of Fame college football coach. He won't sniff success in this league. He looks outmatched. I mean, he looks terrible in his first four weeks. He looks, he looks awful in his first four weeks. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit here on his microphone and try to act like an Urban supporter. Did I want Urban to do good? I mean, it didn't make me one way or another, but I thought it would be all right for the league. I thought it would be good. Good story that college was catching up. That's not the case. You got to be around this league. You got to be in this league. I trust the coordinator. Zach Taylor outcoached Urban Meyer tonight. The adjustments at halftime, I didn't even start talking about those. The adjustments that Zach made, the stuff that Burrow talks about when he comes out in that post-game presser, that's the stuff championship teams are made of. I mean, you come out and you get smoked, you get railed, and you have one good play to hang your hat on going into a half, and then you just come out the next half and you dominate the next the, 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 the team on the other side of the ball, the team on that other sideline. That's a pedigree. And I'm not saying Zach Taylor's even breeding that kind of pedigree. But what I am saying is that's impressive. I don't care what team it is. That's impressive. They were essentially down 21-0 with not a sign of life from their first drive. After their first drive, they went 21 yards, 8 yards, and and, and I, I can't remember, 30-something other yards, and it was all punt, punt, punt. I mean, they, they came out and handled business in that second half, and it was all based on adjustments. It was based on Burrow to what he cited. Did Zach really, really let them, because they were running empty. They were running empty in the first half. But Zach let them get comfortable in it. And they started hitting guys. Burrow Burl found that rhythm. But it's on Urban Meyer for letting them find that play. For letting them find that play in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, not in the fourth quarter, but in the on fourth down, in the, at the end of the half. For him letting them find that sliver of life, you bury him with a field goal. He knows that. And that's what's frustrating about it. Because he's, he's not some dummy coach. That's the problem. The problem is he's not even handling situational, situational things properly. There's no way they relinquish this lead to the Cardinals. But you can put that on your quarterback because they throw the pick six. This one's all on him. He can't lean on Lawrence for this one. Lawrence Lawrence played his ass off. Lawrence gave him the game that a a, a franchise quarterback is supposed to give you. No turnovers. Dynamic play with his legs. Dynamic play on his arm. Lawrence played the game. Lawrence played good enough to win. He got let down by coaching tonight. Trevor Lawrence should have his first win as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback in this league. His coach let him down tonight His coach got exposed Urban Meyer got exposed He can't coach in this league And that's not a hot take That's me evaluating the guy over a quarter of a season That's what's going on It's not judgment And that's the thing When you come out too early on people I don't need a huge sample size I'm one of those guys I don't need a, a an overwhelmingly large sample size to form a conclusion about your performance and your ability. I don't. I don't need a I don't need two seasons. All the people kill me with the quarterbacks, two seasons. I'm not I'm not gonna get off topic. Uh, but I do want to touch on this. All the people that need two seasons to evaluate a quarterback, like get out of here. You just don't know what good quarterbacking looks like. I'm talking to you, whoever you are. If you've ever said, give him another year. If you've ever been a guy that said, give him another year. And there's some rarities. I'd have been wrong on Josh Allen. I'd have been totally wrong on him. Because he was another year guy. He was a guy you'd have been totally correct on. Give him another year, see what he does. Yeah, you'd, you'd have hit it there. That's about it. Derek Carr, maybe. Maybe. We're just figuring out about Carr. Car's always been good enough to hang around though. Car's always had this weird, <sighs> this weird ceiling where he'd, where, he'd, where he'd hit this potential, but you wouldn't know really what you were dealing with. Car's always had this kind of this eh, car. Car's a ship on the sea. Sometimes it's high tide and sometimes it's low, but whatever he's riding the tide. Like right now, he is he is the best quarterback in football right now, statistically. Statistically, Derek, no quarterback is matching what Derek Carr is doing. Derek Carr is putting the Las Vegas Raiders on his back week in and week out. But that's another segment. That's another topic. Uh, I digress. We'll close out on Urban Meyer, and then uh, we're going to break, come back, talk quarterbacks in this game, talk the future of this league in this game, because that's what you saw tonight. You saw the future of the NFL In this game tonight, both those guys are going to be dynamic. Both those guys are going to have stellar careers. Glaringly apparent through their level of play tonight. I mean, short week, I can't stress it enough. You give anybody four days to get ready for something. Think about that. Think about a presentation at your job. I give you four days to get ready for it. You think you're better off than if I gave you the standard seven? You think you're better off if now that how they're gonna be well on their next games playing the eleven? Come on, man. I give you four days to get ready to do something. Do something major on a big stage in front of everybody. Hats off to both hats off to any team that plays Thursday night, first of all. Uh and, and for all the talk for NFL and, and being a pro player and, and protocol centric, that's bullshit. That's total bullshit. You don't put you don't put guys that just played on Sunday right back out there, uh, you know, a little bit over 72 hours later. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to how you, how you can say one thing that you care about the players and then do another when it's blatantly obvious that, you know, what playing another game in four days, that doesn't sound smart. Uh, so, and, I, and I, I'm not a doctor, but I know I know that much. So, anyway. Sit tight, we'll be back. We talk you listen. Uh, when we come back, we talk quarterbacks. We breaking down the two uh, top prospects from last year and then the year before. Don't go nowhere. We talk you listen. So You've been missing We Talk, You Listen Powered By the amazing Roadcaster Pro Go ahead and get that product if you're into the audio interface game Change the way that you do the audio interface game Change the way that your audio interface will sound Change the way that it just Flat out Comes across It'll be better Get the Roadcaster Pro today Alright I'm here I got notes on both quarterbacks. Played the game tonight. Thursday night, Bengals take care of the Jacksonville Jaguars by the score of 24 to 21. Called the cover by the Jaguars. Didn't think they would get blown out by any stretch. Thought this could definitely be Trevor Lawrence's first game that he would win as a pro starting NFL quarterback. It was a little unfortunate. Uh, fell short towards the end. They got scored. Uh, they got, I'm sorry, the Jaguars got outscored. Uh, 24 to 7 in the second half. Bengals hit the ground running. I mean, they just took care of business in the second half. I mean, Burrow caught fire. Caught absolute fire. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence first. Let's talk about the quarterback that fell a little short. Uh, I'm a Lawrence guy. Let's start there. I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. I love Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I struggle with I think he's better than Herbert. Only by a hair. I'd take either on a coin flip. I'd be honest. If, if I had to, I'd take either on a coin flip. I'd take either on a coin flip. Herbert or Lawrence Really wouldn't But it's me seeing Herbert That makes me say that more I think Lawrence is What he's hyped to be Which is hard though Which is tough Lawrence is hyped to be the best thing since sliced bread He's he's hyped to be the next Peyton Manning uh just the next Andrew Luck, the next generational prospect that has to hit. He's he's the can he's been labeled a can't miss. So his career is either Hall of Fame or bust, which is unfair. Which is totally unfair to the kid. Uh totally unfair to the kid. Um he can't even be Kirk Cousins. And that's sad. In a sense, Kirk Cousins will have a, a dynamic career just because he was drafted in the fourth round. Kirk Cousins may sniff the Hall of Fame based numbers wise. But Trevor Lawrence. If he does not win a Super Bowl, if he just doesn't change the game of football, he didn't live up to what he was supposed to be. That's that's a shame. Uh, but that's that's also the nature of the beast. But with Lawrence, uh, I'm a Lawrence guy. I like, I like, I like Trevor Lawrence. I really do. Uh, tonight, takeaways from this 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 is not going to be the staff he catches fire with. Uh, but I talked about that last segment. Uh, re- rewind if you didn't hear, and you want to hear about uh, my take on Urban Meyer. Uh, I think Urban Meyer lost his football game tonight for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, I honestly do. And I think he may have lost his team for the rest of the season. I honestly do. I really do. I think this was the game. I don't know how, how much more, uh, well, how much longer they could play with such heart and such. And granted, they're professionals. But they're human beings too. Them being professionals, I shouldn't be able to say the statement that I'm about to say. Them, hum, them being human beings, I'm able to say the statement that I'm about to say. I don't know how much longer they can continue to play at a at a high level, at their max level under a guy they and that I am deeming from the outside looking in incompetent at at his position. I don't I don't think Meyer should have just been anointed a head coach. Uh and tonight proves that to me. Tonight just proves, Now it's one bad decision. I don't, I don't want to kill him for one bad decision. You're going to make bad and good ones as a coach. It's his inability to overcome that bad decision as well. All that's factored in. It's not just that he decided to go for it on fourth and, fourth and inches on the goal line. It's hard to kill somebody for doing that. It's that you couldn't rally your team. And you couldn't hold on to a fourteen nothing lead on a team that couldn't do a goddamn thing coming out of coming out of that uh coming out of that first half they could Bengals couldn't do a thing they couldn't lace their own goddamn cleats so so that's the problem it's that if you are gonna have the balls to do stuff like that you gotta have the balls and the coaching and in the wherewithal to overcome that kind of stuff too because at the at the root of it. When you're making those type of decisions as a head coach, you only get seven or eight decisions a game. You're deciding on penalties and, 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 and ball placement and things like that. But you you got those crucial decisions. It's only about seven of them. You're stepping on your coaches too. You're stepping on your you're stepping on your coordinators. You think the defensive coordinator doesn't want a three point? I mean, a three score lead over a two score? Come on. So Urban Urban's bad for that team overall, and he's seeping into this segment. I'm sorry. Lawrence overall. Uh what I got two major takeaways from Lawrence, and I'm awful. Uh, his legs are special. That RPO, it's unmatched. You can't match their RPO game. Uh, because of him, he's unique with it. I mean, he's arguably to me in, in that in that run pass option in, in that read. He's just as good. He's not Lamar Jackson by any stretch, but, but he's he's the next best thing. You name me a second best player in, in that read option. Maybe Kyler Murray or maybe the blatant obvious uh, super fast guys. But when we start talking about just quarterbacks that we would think, like that's a huge part of Lawrence's game. And, and he runs it great. And he scored a touchdown on it today. I mean, picked up crucial third downs on it, and they just went away from it. Coaching got bad. They got scared. They got outpressed by a staff that's already been in this league. Zach Taylor, all he had to do was slow down take a deep breath. And they just outcoached Meyer and the Jaguars, 100%. Uh, and then outside of his legs, that's kind of it. That was kind of the biggest takeaway for me and Lawrence tonight. I mean, Lawrence had some special throws uh, mid-game, but but it's the same throws that I expect from him. Like, I know the talent's there. It's hard to have a, a detailed show notes for Lawrence because Lawrence was who I expected him to be. Lawrence came out there. He gave his all. He, he did what he was supposed to do as a starting quarterback. He gave his team the best opportunity to win on a short week. Lawrence gave. Lawrence didn't turn the ball over. This was the first week he can stand up in front of his guys and say, you know what, I gave it my all. And that's what the pity is about uh, Meyer coming and backdooring him and just making bad decisions. Because that kid deserved to win tonight. He did. Trevor Lawrence deserved to win his first football game as a starting quarterback tonight. And I watched that game from start to finish, and he did. He played. He played the kind of game where he should have won and could have won. But he had to get in spite of something. So, Lawrence will have his chance. Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly start, though. It's going to be an ugly start. Peyton Manning has start, but I got no fear for Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence will make it in this league. There, there's no question. I, I saw that tonight. If, if it's one thing I can, I'm going to leave Trevor Lawrence alone on and, and uh then and start talking about Joe, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine totally fine. There's there's nothing. There's no fear in my mind that Trevor Lawrence is not going to have a an illustrious career in this league. Hall of Famer no. I I can't. I'm not pfft, who could could not say that right now, but uh what I can say is if he wants to if he sticks around, he, he's going to be fine in this league. He can definitely play. Uh 100%. 100% he can play in this league, so. Now, talk about Joe Joe Mixon. (laughs) Joe Mixon was Joe Burrow's compliment tonight. He was his uh, Robin. Joe Mixon got that third quarter pumping. Burrow doesn't get in the rhythm he gets in without Mixon. Mixon answered the bell. And I don't know why I didn't take Mixon in fantasy. Well, let me tell you the first reason why. I I took Mixon the past two years in fantasy. Total dud. But I didn't look at the roster this year. When Mixon went down, because Mixon was kind of hobbled uh, late in the fourth quarter. Mixon was on the sideline. I didn't realize that, you know what? The safest bet this year would have been Mixon because his backup is Samarjay P. Ryan. Yeah, let that set in. Especially if you're a Washington fan. Let that set in. The next best Running back on this roster Is Samar J.P. Ryan There was no way Joe Mixon Was not going to go off in fantasy They have zero options Outside of Joe Mixon Because Samar J.P. Ryan Ain't an option They got no options outside of Mixon So Kicking myself for that But The first Joe I did want to talk about uh, On the Bengals was Joe Mixon Because he does deserve his credit Uh this was a team win. This was the defense finally having enough, stopping them on that fourth and uh, fourth and goal, uh, f- a yard from the from the end zone. The defense having enough, and getting bludgeoned. It was Joe Mixon having enough, finding his lanes, and uh, rewarding that offense uh, and that offensive line. And then it was just Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow came out and just proved he's a. a Flat-out adult, man. Second-year player. He's an adult, man. I mean, he's he's the end-of-the-day reason they won. Uh, No rhythm in the first half. Let's start there, though. They had no rhythm. I mean, they were just going. They went miss field goal, punt, 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 and then went to the half. Defense saved them. Defense totally saved them. And that's why you never stop playing. Games can be won in the second. That game was won at the end of that half. Defense making that stop won the game. That game was won at the end of the second quarter. And that's why you, I mean, you play it through to play it through. But you go back and look, there's no bigger play. There's no bigger, that may be the biggest player this season. Especially if they make the playoffs by one game, half a game, something crazy. That's the biggest player they've got that on season. Hands down. That's an amazing football play. It's an amazing football play on the one-yard line. Game of inches. Never forget that, guys. Game of inches. Uh, Just drops a dime to chase. uh, As soon as they come out of the half. It's uh, 14 14 minutes, two seconds on the clock in the third quarter. Burrow just comes out and drops a dime to Jamar Chase. Again, another situation. Chase is this kind of player. If he's even, he's leaving. So uh, he's even with the cornerback. And Burrow just has this innate ability, and it's probably the years they spent in college too together. Uh, I'm not a guy to harp on cliches, but I do think this is some special connection over other ones that I would – Maybe be more cliche we're harping on, but I think you can just see it, and the tape shows it. These two have a connection. Chase hits the ground running. Those two, LSC, those two LSU running backs, I mean, uh, wide receivers, my apologies, between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I mean, those may be the two best wide receivers to ever come out of the same school and uh, play together at the same time. I mean, those two, you don't see wide I mean, those two came into the league as wide receiver once. Those two are amazing. Uh but Burrow uh finds Chase. He's even. Then he's leaving. Uh can't think of the corner that he ends up uh beating on the outside. But long story short, with uh 14 minutes and uh two seconds left on the clock in the third, start of the third. Uh they make a they just make a dynamic play on the sideline. Uh Jamar Chase uh catching a pass from Joe Burrow. That was a big moment in my show notes. And then uh big third down. Big third down to Boyd, uh, just to really start the fourth quarter off. That changed the game. Uh it was a third down, and and they were just uh they they run a hard action to the right where they're 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 faking the run. Uh because Mixon had this dynamic third quarter. And then uh what happens is uh shoot. The uh Boyd. Boyd uh Seeps across just on a just on a drag route. Just comes across the formation on a drag route, hard the opposite direction. Uh, Burrow spins, uh, contorts his body, and then uh, just delivers. Just delivers. Not a strike. Not a hard throw by any means. Uh, but just a standard throw. A lot of times that all that's all quarterbacking is. A lot of times you have a not even a lot of times. First of all, you have to be able to do the basics, and that's where a lot of quarterbacks fall short. Maybe that's where I don't like Zach Wilson, because he can do all the special stuff. I don't know how fundamentally sound Zach Wilson is. And that's what scares me about him. That scares me at this level. If you're not fundamentally sound, you're not going to make it. And that's the problem. Uh, he could be. Could be could be fundamentally solid. Could totally be. Could prove me wrong. Could could come out and be Josh Allen next year. Uh, prove me totally wrong. Have a year or two that's this year ain't it. <laughs> that's not me harping. That is me harping on him. But <laughs> this year ain't it. But. Next year, he totally proved me wrong. Uh, totally proved me wrong, but I don't think he will. <laughs> uh, to wrap up Joe Burrow's performance in this uh, Thursday night matchup, uh, just going through my show notes. Uh, fun fact, they did point out that Joe Burrow played for both Ohio State University and LSU. Think about that. Think about the pro- – and, and that's what I was talking about earlier on a previous show. Joe Burrow's a prospect. Ohio State wanted him. Now, granted, this is the knock. He was beat out by Dwayne Haskins on that same football team. He was beat out by Dwayne Haskins. However, LSU realized if we pair Joe Burrow with two hands down, looking back at it, the two best wide receiver candidates in the league, I mean in the uh, in the college rankings when they were both at, at the same school, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. No way you had a better receiving court than those two. Those two hit the league, and didn't matter what team they landed on. I mean, they, they're just wide receiver ones right now. Right now. Going to bed right now, both of them. Wide receiver ones. So, they paired Burrow with those two. And what do you get? The best college fucking season out of any quarterback ever. Broke. College record after college record. Best quarterback season out of a college Don't even need to say that (laughs) Out of any player ever You got Hall of Fame production Out of a guy that got beat out by Dwayne Haskins So That was a fun fact for me That he played at Ohio State Couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins Went on to LSU to become the most infamous and possibly the best college quarterback to ever lace up a pair of cleats. You never know, and I believe in sports gods. So, that's my prospect argument, and I didn't make firmly clear on my last episode. I'm making it clear on this one. That's why I think he's a prospect. That's why I think he has an edge. That's why I think he has the niche. That's why I think he's the guy. Uh, Seventeen to twenty. In the second half. 17 of 20. In the second half. Of this football game. And we're almost done. We're almost done talking about his greatness. 17 of 20. Threw for 253 yards. In the second. Had himself a whole game. In the second half. Didn't have any kind of game in the first. He was abysmal. He was putrid in the first half. Putrid. Didn't look like he even belonged in this league in the first half. What does he do in the second half? Doesn't panic. Doesn't trip. Goes to his head coach. Has that leadership ability. Say, put me in what's comfortable. They come out in heavy base. He's checking the runs To keep the momentum For mixing the other Joe <laughs> And finds his rhythm Ends up throwing a game winning touchdown Ends up doing I'm sorry, the game tying touchdown And setting his team up with throws to put him in position for the game-winning field goal. So, listen. I spent a whole other episode telling you how great this guy is. Uh, He spent tonight showing you how great he is. Bengals, 3-1. and Real football team. (laughs) That's a real team. I'm still stuck on seven. I I wouldn't touch eight. I think they're going to hit their groove where they realize and come back down to earth. They're going to have a stretch where they're losing two, three straight. But right now, if you're a Bengals fan, live it up. I'm telling you, live it up. I'm telling you, because you're in a a fucking crazy division. You think the Steelers won't remember what you did to them. You think the Ravens are going to be an easy out. And Lord knows you still got the Browns. Who can negate everything you do. Who can do what the, the Jaguars did to you, but keep doing it to you. That's the difference in the Browns. You could beat the Jaguars because they're the Jaguars. The Browns, they're going to put that same formula on you. They're going to run on you, and they're going to run dynamically on you, which you just got exposed tonight if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. If you keep a solid run game on this team, you can negate Burrow. You can negate that offense. But if you do what Urban Meyer does, and you take foolish chances, and you don't take the ball in and, and the smart Overall decisions, you're gonna end up falling on your face, and you're gonna end up playing from behind like he did when he shouldn't have. They didn't relinquish the lead until the game was over, and that's how you know you got outplayed by a team. You knew you you were the better team that day if you led the entire game through till the final moments. Bengals didn't win that game. I mean, didn't lead in that game till the f- four seconds. <laughs> dripped off the clock till 0-0 was when the Bengals decided to, to, to finally take a lead in that game. And that's how, you know, as the Jaguars, that's going to sting. And that's how you lose your team. That's how you lose your locker room. That's just, that's a prime way to do it. So it's been good. Good recap. Uh, good couple minutes. Stay tuned. Uh, Sunday's coming up. See how I do with the rest of my picks, but feel good. Feel good. Starting the week off. Good. Uh, Jaguars did cover, uh, so I saw that, but they did not win, and also saw that giving the Bengals outright, so uh, two bets that came through, we'll see how the rest follow, you know, it's gonna be really frustrating, is that that week I put uh, together a parlay, but a verbal parlay, where I don't put it on actual, uh, on an actual bet slip, where I just verbally parlay, and I pick all these things, and it's going to be that one week where they all hit And then you just look back and say You know what, that was ten fucking thousand dollars Because that's the one week I just was on fire But neither here nor there uh, Thanks for listening uh, And we'll be back at you on Sunday Why the hell is there a Get on, uh. <gasps>